again, everyone. Welcome back to Between the Shadows. This is Kristen. This is Kara. Thank you so much for coming back with us tonight. So this is going to be a pretty quick lead-in. We, Our last time we chatted, we talked about the introduction to 1795. Mm-hmm. Victoria Winters transported back to 1795. There was a rift in time because of the seance and a temporal shift, which put Phyllis Wick in 1967 and Victoria Winters in her place in 1795. Mm-hmm. We've pretty much met just about everyone there is to meet. We met most of the Collinses, yeah. and um, the Duprays have shown up at this point, mm-hmm. and this Angelique. is just when things are getting started. <laughs> yes, this is this is the introduction, and this is where we get to the point where things start happening at Collinwood, and this is the beginning of that tragic time of 1795. Yeah. Josette and her father, Andre, have just arrived at Collinwood, and of course, the Countess Dupre, Natalie, is already there, and Angelique is already there, and mm-hmm. Barnabas has already broken her heart, so now she's on the warpath. She's out for blood. Yeah. So. And they've arrived, um, Josette and her dad have arrived safe and sound, um, mm-hmm. just as Barnabas saw it, Vicky predicted, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Angelique is the first to greet Josette. Like, Barnabas didn't even see her first. It was Angelique. She yeah. came in and, Mademoiselle, and they just start going back and forth in French. Nobody, yeah, we don't understand a word because yeah. I don't speak French. <laughs> <laughs> and Barnabas walks in and says, what a beautiful language, but not nearly as beautiful as you are. Yeah. And Barnabas and Josette, they're just, they're reunited and they're drunk in love. They're just, it's, mm-hmm. they embrace and they kiss. And the whole time, Angelique's standing off to the side watching with those big green jealous eyes. Mm-hmm. And thinks to herself, the the audible thinking, hold him closer, mademoiselle, make the most of this moment. He mm-hmm. won't be yours much longer. And then at that point, Angelique goes to her room or she asks Josette. Josette is like, is my room ready? She's like, well, then please go and pack my things. I think it was awkward having a, you know, an onlooker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though Josette had no idea what was really going through Angelique's mind. You know, it was just, yeah. I want some alone time. I ain't seen him in three months, you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so and she takes this opportunity to go to her own room and... And she begins to cast her first spell at Collinwood. Yeah. And, uh, she uses the the member of the regiment, the little toy soldier, and Barnabas's handkerchief to. Uh, she puts the handkerchief around the doll's neck, and it causes Barnabas to choke. Yeah. And she does it like gradually. She doesn't just you know puts the thing on and squeezes real tight. She's like just a little bit yeah, first, and then gradually. a little more. Yeah. And then she squeezes that thing so hard that the doll actually comes up off the table while she's, you know, uh-huh. squeezing the handkerchief. And mm-hmm. it's like, man, she is out to kill. <laughs> and that ends up putting Barnabas, you know, in bed. Like, he's bedridden. Mm-hmm. Like, he's choking, basically, to death. Right. I mean, he and can't breathe. And, and Jeremiah comes rushing in and immediately, like, Barnabas, you know, and starts undoing his buttons on his on his collar and, yeah. and his little scarf that he's wearing. And, and Vicky is also there. What happened? What happened? You know, and, yeah. and Jeremiah, he's so concerned about Barnabas. I mean, I think he's concerned about Josette, too, because Josette's freaking out, mm-hmm. you know. He tries to console her as much as possible, but it's obvious that his real concern is with Barnabas. You know, right. they're... Get out of my way, woman. Yeah, it's it's like... <laughs> pretty much. And, you know, that's when, you know, Vicky kind of came to the rescue, and he was like, Can, just take care of Josette, you know, yeah. and takes him up to his room, and he, and he keeps saying, Barnabas, you're going to be fine. You're going to, it's going to be fine. It's all going to be over. Like he's trying to will Barnabas to feel better. I think Jeremiah was just scared out of his mind. Right. And 
you know, they, they call a doctor to examine him, you know, because he's choking. And the doctor says that physically Barnabas is fine. And there's nothing physically to explain why he's choking to death. Yeah. And he tells Jeremiah, I can't give him anything. And if he doesn't recover from this soon, he's going to die. You know, mm-hmm. he can't breathe. Mm-hmm. And Vicki has a moment with Jeremiah like she had with Barnabas, mm-hmm. quote unquote, predicting the future because... Mm-hmm. And she's like, he will be okay. He's not going to die. And Whatever it's kind of same as Barnabas. He's like, how do you know this? And you say right. it with such assurance that I believe you. Right. But Jeremiah's a little more curt with her. He, he's like, he's like, what, you think you know more than a man of medicine? Yeah. And she's like, well, yeah, I, I guess I do. She's like, but there are just some things that I don't understand. And, mm-hmm. and she tells him she doesn't understand why he was treating Barnabas the way he was treating him and the affection that he showed towards him. And this is where Jeremiah bites her head right off, just bites it off. Yeah. And he says, for a woman that's been here all of two days and has no previous knowledge of this family, you've gathered some strange and might I add rude impressions. Vicky is slowly remembering that she's a servant in the house. It's not like it is in 1967 where she's just a part of the family. She's, right. She's a servant. In you this are big, a servant, yeah. And she kind of slinks back and she forgive me and I will not forgive you. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Barnabas and I have always been very close. I'm his uncle but we're the same age and we've always been more like brothers and I don't know where you conjured up these impressions but I don't want to hear of it ever again yeah and she goes to turn around and he you know he immediately I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry you know yeah and he's like I'm I'm, I'm angry because I can't do anything to help him and it's just you know it's obviously getting under his skin and and Vicky was the closest one so she's the one who caught the brunt of that so yeah. eventually with all that you know the beginning of Barnabas in bed and was, as that's going on you know Angelique you know she's in her room Room still and mm-hmm. she finally makes an appearance and gets a glimpse of Barnabas and watches him as he slowly dies and yeah. he's it freaks her out yeah. like it's like but it's kind of like what did you expect right from I don't this? what were I you trying at to first, do first at first she wasn't she she had that great big smile she's like you brought this on yourself mm-hmm. and you know and she acts concerned you know Josette's there and she's freaking out and she's crying and and <laughs> she even gets down on her knees to pray with Josette and it's just, that's just completely laughable to me I know. <laughs> because you know this powerful on. witch is praying you know <laughs> and I'm like how did she not burn on the spot you know right for real <laughs> But but that prompts Angelique, like, she has a couple of words with Barnabas. Mm-hmm. I don't know where Josette went. She went out she, to... Josette left to get the medal of some saint that was going to help her pray. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. when Angelique is left alone, and, you know, she's got this audible thinking again and thinking, mm-hmm. oh, you brought this on yourself, and maybe now you learn your lesson. And, and then she tells Barnabas, she's like, would you like to say something, something that I might like to hear? And it's like, the man is dying. <laughs> <laughs> Even a witch can understand that, right? <laughs> but, so Barnabas leans over to Angelique and he's like you, you gotta help me I'm going to die I'm gonna die I'm yep. going to die and then all of a sudden it just seems to click in her head well what yeah so she runs back to her room and takes the scarf off the soldier well she tries real hard she well, yeah she time. knotted it too tight she <laughs> this scene had me so panicked when she was trying to get that knot off the soldier I yeah. literally I think I held my breath the whole time and mm-hmm. then when she finally got it off I was like <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> and that was Barnabas's reaction as well. <sighs> yeah. He's like, it's better. It's better. It's better. And just all of a sudden, he's almost back on his feet immediately. Yeah. And the doctor was like, you know, this thing could stop as quickly as it started. And it did and it because did. there was no real ailment. It was all it was all a spell. Angelique chooses this moment to kind of change her tactic a little bit. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. yeah. So while this is all going on or right after this, um, Victoria runs into Ben Stokes. And that's right. The 
Vince Yep, right? he's he's got her. He, First he's, time we see him, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it is um, because he's he's sitting there and he's working in the fireplace and she's talking to him. Have you seen Sarah? And he's still got her back to him. He's like, oh, I don't know, probably the playroom, the nursery, and and then he turns around and shows his face and he's literally because it's Thayer David. He's the spitting image of Matthew Morgan and that freaks Victoria out. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she starts screaming and and he he comes over and takes her by the shoulder. She's like, what What's wrong? What's What did I do? You know. And <laughs> wrong moment because Joshua Collins walked in. <laughs> yeah. And scolds Ben for engaging a woman of the house in conversation. And, you know, what did you do to her? And, and Vicky was like, no, he didn't do anything. It was me. It was all me. And But Joshua's not listening because he he's very... Even as a servant, Ben, like, he was also, I guess, a convict. He was. He was. But with Ben, we find out, like, his background a little. He fought in the American Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's unknown, what his, it's unknown what his actual, like, involvement was. He just... We just know that he fought in the war. Right. And after the war, he was caught breaking into somebody's house and was arrested and was given a lengthy prison sentence. Mm -hmm. Um, He claims that he was starving. Mm -hmm. Um, After his prison sentence, he met Joshua Collins, Mm -hmm. who made him work in Collinwood um, to work off the rest of his prison term. Yes. So, like, so he's an ex-convent and a servant. So it's like zero respect. Yes, and zero respect double whammy there and the thing is is it's kind of implied that Ben kind of had some PTSD after the war yeah and he was hungry and he was starving and that's why he broke in to get food and you know because of that he went to prison over it and I mean Joshua Collins he was not a kind man to Ben not by any means and Ben even said that Joshua just thinks up ways to be cruel to a man like Ben Mm -hmm. And for me, I think Joshua Collins, he was very much of the opinion that he was better than Ben because he had wealth and Ben was a low life and a criminal. Yeah. And I think he very much believed that servants and people below him had no chance of rising above their station yeah. and making a better life for themselves. And he proved this later on uh, when Angelique and Barnabas are supposed to be married, you know, Angelique's a maid, you know, a, a servant. Right. And he tried to buy her off, you know, and she was like, I, I'm not going to do that, you know. Right. Joshua tells Vicky that he doesn't trust a man like Ben and must rule him with an iron fist. And Barnabas and Jeremiah were, they were much more kind to Ben. Yeah. Like, Barnabas was even teaching him how to write, you yeah. know. And they were of the opinion that, you know, Ben just came home from the war and he probably was hungry, you know. Mm-hmm. He probably wasn't just breaking in arbitrarily here, you know. Yeah. And I love that Barnabas um, later tells Ben that when he and Josette are married, that Ben is to stay with him. Yeah. Be, and not go with Joshua to be the Barnabas house. a servant. And he was like, you can work out your prison sentence with me. I don't see any reason that you can't do yeah. that. And Ben is just ecstatic over it because he likes Barnabas. Barnabas has been kind to him. And it, and it shows us, again, who Barnabas was, you know, before... Before the vampire. We were, inter- you know, and very kind-hearted. Like Jeremiah. Like he, And J- Barnabas even says that he looks so much up to Jeremiah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Even, yes, they are the same age, but almost maybe like a father figure in a way because right. just the kindness and right. that he doesn't give from his own father. Well, that's it's, why they say, you know, they're they're like brothers instead of, you know, uncle and nephew. You know, yeah. they're, they're about the same age and it's... Yeah. <clears throat> Jeremiah's kind of like a big brother. Yeah. So... I think so. So I, I like that. I, lo- I love that. He's like, you, you're, you're going to stay with me. Right. He's like, I when, when we get married, you're not going to go... 
you're going to stay with me. I, I love really it like too. That. During all of this, Joshua mentions to Vicky that Millicent Collins is coming with her younger brother, Daniel, for the wedding. Mm-hmm. And it is expected that Jeremiah is to marry Millicent. And there will be two weddings at Collinwood. Uh-huh. And Jeremiah and Millicent were an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. We were talking about arranged marriages in the last episode. And Jeremiah was not keen on the idea, not by any means. Yeah. And were they like second cousins or cousins? I think they're just, yeah, I think they're second cousins, maybe. Anyway, they were cousins. Both their last names were Collinses. That's how close <laughs> they were. So. <laughs> but this yeah. was 1795, and that was a thing. I mean, Queen Victoria married her cousin, too. So yeah. <laughs> we got to remember that Jeremiah has already had a wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His wife was Laura, Laura yeah. Murdoch Collins. Mm-hmm. And we don't get to see it. We, we don't see this. Not in this period. We learn about it later on. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but he's already had a wife, and he's like, I don't, I don't want to marry. I don't want to marry someone who, you know, I don't love. You know, but the, the men are marrying for love nowadays, and Joshua's still like, arranged marriages all the way. Right. The lucrative part for everybody, you know. Right. And that's exactly what he's doing with Millicent, because Millicent's parents died, and Millicent inherited everything and she was very wealthy yeah and joshua wanted in on that wealth and he and he even told jeremiah i can't believe you're ready to let this wealth slip through the collins's fingers you know and and he was like i don't i don't want to and but vicky gives herself away and mm-hmm. she says millicent never married and mm. joshua's like what <laughs> and but she plays it off again you know oh well i read a book and a girl named millicent and she never married and joshua's like okay <laughs> But like we said before, she is learning more and more that everything she knew about the Collinses, it's not grounded in truth by any means. Right. So right. on uh, continuing with the Jeremiah and Millicent, Vicky tells Jeremiah that maybe she feels like she's come to this time to change things mm-hmm. because she's realizing that all of this is a lie. So maybe I'm supposed to be here to change stuff, you know. And Jeremiah it's a very risky thought. It, definitely. And, and why would you say that to someone, you know? Yeah. But anyway, um, but Jeremiah <laughs> says that things have already changed because she's here. She's already there. And even though he hasn't the faintest idea of what he actually means, you know, I mean, she's not even supposed to be there. And, and, and you know, he's just talking, oh, by fate, you know, you were here instead of the other woman. And he has no idea what that means, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was like, why do I feel you well enough to tell you that? And he says that he rarely says anything like that to anyone and it feel, he feels like they've known known each other some other time and place. <laughs> now, I got off on a wild tangent when I saw this because I started thinking, could this could it be that Burke Devlin is actually the reincarnation of Jeremiah Collins? And yeah. he did bear a striking resemblance to him and even if it he wasn't I would have maybe liked to have seen something between Jeremiah and Victoria. They had instant chemistry the yeah. second they met. Yeah. And Jeremiah never treated her like she was a servant. You know, mm-hmm. he always spoke to her like he was speaking to a woman, mm-hmm. you know. It goes back to that very first time, Bur- or, excuse me, ha-ha, ha, Burke. Burke, yeah. Jeremiah. <laughs> when uh, Jeremiah first saw Vicky, mm-hmm. like he was the kindest. Like, like yes. you know, she, oh, Burke. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, no, don't be sorry. There's he, no reason I, to be I sorry. dare say he was more kind to her than Barnabas was. And Barnabas was very kind to her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Barnabas was like, I don't know you. Sorry, I don't know you. And Jeremiah's like, come here, I got you. You know? <laughs> Barnabas learned to be kind from the best. Yes, I'll, yes. I'll put it that way. Exactly. And, I mean, they had, Jeremiah and Vicky, they had quality and good conversations. And I feel like there this certainly could have led to more between them. Yeah. I, it's just one of those what ifs for me. What ifs yeah. for me. 
And what if stories are great? It, yeah, I, I love the what ifs. You know, <laughs> I love time travel and the parallel time and all that. Oh, it's my favorite. I love it. Yeah. And you know, Jeremiah tells her he doesn't want to marry Millicent, and that, and and she tells him Millicent's not going to marry. You know, she gives herself away again. And Joshua enters again and tells her, treats her like a servant and says that now that Daniel's here, her work's going to double and she'll have very little time for herself. Yeah. And Jeremiah was like, that was mean and t- totally unnecessary. <laughs> and this is when he again tells Jeremiah, you're being a fool and you're going to marry Millicent. And Jeremiah's like, no, I'm not, you know. And, <laughs> but <laughs> so that's that's what's going on with that. Barnabas is engaged to Josette. Joshua is trying real hard to get... Jeremiah to marry Millicent. Mm-hmm. And this is when we go back to Angelique because she's changed her tactic. And this is when she engages Ben Stokes and makes Ben her slave. Yep. Yep. And I hate this. I hate this for Ben. I do too. It's so torturing to watch, honestly. Um, but she makes him unable to tell anybody about her being a witch. Mm-hmm. Um, and the things that she is doing, like anytime he just tries to say start saying Angelique or whatever, like he just chokes up and can't talk. Yeah. He does try to tell Barnabas what is happening, and sure enough, he loses his voice when he tries to speak Angelique's name. Mm -hmm. And so many attempts he tries. Yeah, and she's like, well, I'll give you your voice. Like, he even comes up after he's lost his voice, and he's got those big old bear paw hands, you know, getting ready to choke her, and and she stops him, you know, just with a flick of her wrist, you know. So he realizes there's no point in denying her. This is good. This is going to be my life, you know. And so she tells, she commands Ben, you know, go out into the woods, find me an unbroken spider web to help me cast my next spell. Yeah. And then he, t- she tells him, go into Jeremiah's room, get his ring and and a piece of his hair. And mm-hmm. basically, she makes this little dress out of a voodoo doll made of Josette's handkerchief, Jeremiah's hair, and the spider web. And the spider web is supposed to be the cobweb of love, she says. And it's supposed to make it's supposed to make Josette fall in love with Jeremiah. It wasn't her plan originally to make the two of them fall in love. Yeah. It was just to make Josette so obsessed with Jeremiah and get it to where she's totally madly in love with him and even yeah. so far to the point at you know, to go to Jeremiah and I love you and yeah. confess her love, you know. Yeah. For me this was just just a little bit petty of Angelique. I mean, Josette isn't the one who broke her heart. Yeah. And, but because she's the one that has won the love of Barnabas, she's the one that Angelique chooses to attack. attack. Yeah. And, but I think she, she got a little, she got a little spooked after Barnabas almost died after her last spell, but she wants Josette to feel the way Barnabas made Angelique feel. Right. And she wants Jeremiah to go to Barnabas and tell him that Josette loves him and came to him so that he'll stop loving her. You know? Josette loves Jeremiah. Yes, Josette <laughs> loves Jeremiah over and over. And <laughs> So the second uh, spell that Angelique casts with Josette is Josette gets, gets a headache uh-huh. and Angelique uses her special rose water cologne and massages Josette's head with it. Yeah. And Angelique's added some kind of potion to aid her in this mm-hmm. spell to love Jeremiah. And sure enough, later later on, she does go to Jeremiah's room in the middle of the night and confess her love for him. And yeah. he shakes her out of it and says, you love Barnabas. And she kind of she shakes to. out of it and runs out. Yeah. You know? And now Jeremiah, after that, he's sitting in his room brooding and toiling over whether or not to tell Barnabas what happened. Mm-hmm. And Angelique tells him she is exactly the same and he comes to the decision that he has to tell him yeah she's like oh josette hasn't changed since she got here she's exactly the same as she was in martinique you know yeah and 
Jeremy was like, okay, so she is pulling the wool over his eyes. She's totally lying to him. I got to tell him, you know, (laughs) Jeremiah gets to Barnabas's room and he can just, he can see how much Barnabas loves her. Like Barnabas just starts gushing over her. Did you see the way her hair falls this way? Do you see the way she picks up this and, and just talks about how beautiful she is and how much she loves him and questions why she chose him. He tells Barnabas that maybe he doesn't know Josette as well as he thinks. Yeah. Jeremiah ends up chickening out and tells him, just don't let anything or anyone come between you. That's right. all he says. Right. And doesn't tell doesn't tell Barnabas what happened. So. Which, that moment, because it was Jeremiah saying it to Barnabas, just added to the betrayal feel yes. later on. Oh, my gosh. And just that, that remember that moment when the betrayal, yeah. quote-unquote, comes. And, oh, it was the one of the, that moment that... That hurt so bad. I felt the pain, man. <laughs> yeah, I flash back to this moment when the duel. Yes. The moment with the duel came. Yes. So, but of course, you know, Angelique's never really satisfied. No, she has been listening at the door and Ben's like, yeah, he didn't tell him. Yeah, yeah. So she, she again changes her tactic and um, her spell. Mm-hmm. She decides to put um, a potion in Jeremiah's hot toddy or whatever he's drinking. Hot toddies are awesome, by the way. <laughs> I love those things. <laughs> Especially when you got a bad cold. Oh, man. Right. <laughs> but it's it's supposed to have the same effect and have him fall in love with Josette, too. Mm-hmm. So the feeling's mutual and stronger. Yes. For her plan to work. Yes. Um, before this, Jeremiah confronts Josette and asks her what in the hell she was thinking. <laughs> Uh, when she came to his room the night before, and Josette is completely distraught and says she doesn't know what she was doing and that she does love Barnabas mm-hmm. and um, that she would rather kill herself than hurt him. Mm-hmm. And so the, the scene is so funny when she turns to walk back in the house, she with her hair, you know, and, and just I don't I think it was totally an unintentional, but she she swats Jeremiah in the face with her curls in the back of her hair. It's just, it's just funny. I noticed that the last time, and it made me laugh a little bit. Like, and you notice, I think she like maybe walks by a mirror or something, and she's. Mm-hmm. She just can't even stand the sight of herself. Yeah. Without feeling agony. And guilt. And, and guilt. betrayal. And, and and the whole thing about this, you know, these two, when, when the spell finally works and they run off and get married, they can't believe what they've done. But they, it's like they can't help themselves. They, 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 they're, quote unquote, madly in love. Mm-hmm. But the betrayal they feel. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, seeing Barnabas in agony because he's been betrayed, but seeing these two, like, why did we do this? What have we done? Yeah. You know, it just, oh, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's yeah. gut-wrenching. So she can't stand the sight of her own reflection, and the next scene she asks her very self-involved aunt, Miss Natalie Dupre, mm-hmm. she's like, can I, I need a favor? And she says, you know better than to ask someone as selfish as I for a favor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, well, at least you admit it. Mm-hmm. At least you admit it. But she wants, she wants to she wants Natalie to accompany Barnabas to the cabinet maker to see about some furniture they're going to have after they're married. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I, I love Josette very much. I love her character, and I, I, I love the way that she looks at Barnabas and the love that she seems to feel for him. I, I love I love Josette. She's mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters. And But that being said, I, I think she's spoiled rotten. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Josette is spoiled rotten, and she's spoiled by her father and by her aunt. Like, her mother died, I think, in, like, a hurricane or something. Like, it, 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 like, like some kind of natural disaster like that, it took the life of her mom. So I think that probably helped. You know, this is Andre Dupre's one and only daughter and yeah. Natalie Dupre's one and only niece. And so they're very, they're, she's very pampered and very spoiled, and her family's very wealthy. So I think that 
she's just almost to the point of expecting both of them and even Barnabas just to do whatever she wants. Yeah. And she wouldn't even come down and have lunch with him when he came home to eat, you know. He came home from the office to have lunch, and Joe's I was like, I just just don't want to, you know. (laughs) And it just, it was just a little bit, just a little bit spoiled brat for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And at this point, the countess suspects something is wrong, but Josette won't talk about it. She's very uneasy when Natalie talks about Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, isn't he handsome? And she's like, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) And the countess says, well, that's just because you're so in love with Barnabas. If you weren't in love with him, then Jeremiah would totally be handsome. (laughs) And Barnabas comes in at this point and tells Josette that he hasn't seen her all day. And he wonders if this is an indication of how their married life is going to be. Yeah. And she won't speak to him and runs out of the room. Mm -hmm. All dramatic. Barnabas wasn't even cruel to her. He was just teasing her. He's like, is this an indication of how our married life is going to be? And she just kind of looks at him. I think guilt-stricken again and just runs out of the room. Yeah. And Natalie assures him that it's just nerves because she's about to be a bride, but she doesn't come down for dinner either. Yeah. And Barnabas is upset um, about not seeing her. Right. So Barnabas is all sorts of upset. You know, he's concerned and he's he's upset about not seeing Josette and, you know, he's standing in the drawing room kind of pacing back and forth the way he was when, you know, he was waiting on her ship. Yeah. Yeah. And Jeremiah and Natalie, they're, they're doing their best to just, you know, to ease his distress, yeah. you know. Angelique's standing off in the wings and tells tells Ben, now's the time, go put it, go put the potion, you know. And it's Toddy while the three of them are having a drink in the drawing room and they're going back and forth and talking about their wealth while you're wealthy and while you're more wealthy and, you know, this is what you decide. You just decide the drink that you have and whatever. You know, it's, it's just a lot of... Rich people banter, I guess, you know. There is a scene that's just a little bit humorous for me, and it it shows the fondness between Natalie and Barnabas. Uh, Jeremiah has just, he's he's getting ready to leave because he needs to go get some air, and Natalie sends Barnabas away because she says, I don't like being with men who sit with me when he'd rather be somewhere else. (laughs) It's to go, it's too obvious, you know. I I just, I love Natalie. She's wonderful. And Barnabas smiles at her and says, Countess, if I love Josette for no other reason, it's because you are her aunt. Yeah. Yeah. And Natalie is in her room. I guess she's, she's up, in the drawing room. She's in the drawing room. Yeah, she's um, playing her game of cards by herself. And Josette comes down. Wants to go for a walk. She wants to go for a walk, get some air, whatever. And you, and you know, Natalie, she's always got to, no, don't go out at night. Don't mm-hmm. go after dark. You know, they. She's always got to put up a fight, but yeah. lets her have her way eventually. But she secretly follows her mm-hmm. out into the night, and um, she finds her and Jeremiah together on the terrace. Mm-hmm. And um, she overhears Jeremiah confessing his love for Josette, and they embrace and kiss. Mm-hmm. So, and that's like end of episode. Yeah. And then the next scene, the opening scene, is Natalie's on the terrace by herself, and right. Andre comes walking up, and and she's like, "Look, I gotta tell you." And she's like, "We're in the presence of an evil spirit at calling." He's like, "Oh, Natalie, with." this again you know and and she's yeah. like no really she's like somebody's trying to break up this marriage somebody's trying to stop this marriage to of Josette and Barnabas yes yeah. and and he was like but why he's like the Collinses have everything to gain from this marriage why would they want to break it up you know mm-hmm. she's like I didn't say it was one of the Collins family I just think that there's someone at Collinwood who's trying to break up this yeah marriage and then she proceeds to tell him what she saw the previous night yes. with Josette and Jeremiah and of course Andre's like are you sure are you sure you, that's what they what did they say she's like she said that she loved him and they, and they kissed you know <laughs> and they kissed <laughs> so Andre's like you know what 
Holt, stand here. I'm going to go take care of this. And he marches off to Collinwood. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go take care of this myself, you know? Yeah. So, friends, I think that right there is probably where we'll stop for tonight. The next few episodes, it's one thing right after the other, like yeah, we, pretty like loaded. we said. So we want to have some time to talk about that as well. So before we go, I just want to, we just want to say thank you for joining us tonight. Thanks for letting us talk about more dark shadows this is such a good time i love talking about this mm-hmm. um so just a friendly reminder we are now on youtube and all of our episodes can be found there as well so uh head over and like and subscribe that helps us out quite a bit mm-hmm. um our email is still the same between the shadows 2021 at gmail or you can find us on facebook we see your messages we try to be very prompt with those just Reach out, Dark Shadows fans. We love you all. Thanks for your support and your comments and your feedback. Mm. Until next time, guys, we'll just keep it between us and the shadows. Good night. Good night, everyone. The oil from Jeremiah's ring, the oil from his skin, will bind his hair into a belt for the cobweb of love. The cobweb of love will trap Josette and the strands of the web will be as iron. There, it's done. Josette loves Jeremiah. Josette loves Jeremiah. Josette loves Jeremiah. You've been listening to Between the Shadows, a Dark Shadows podcast. All original Dark Shadows music, video clips, images, and media are the sole property of Dan Curtis Productions and is only used to promote Dark Shadows and should not be distributed, copied, or reproduced.